What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of Real Talk with Tanya and Ron. Sounds a little crazy right now because Tanya is threatening to pinch me all throughout the show, and I don't know why. You know why? I don't know why. I think she threatened me because she's mean and an evil person and not very likable. And quite honestly, it is probably the worst life I ever had. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> we coming through y'all on a Monday. Monday evening. You know, we kinda we gonna try to get through this quick because the time got shows to watch apparently and a show is more important than talking to y'all. We're not going to get through it quick. We got a whole hour. Mm. Okay, now, so this is something I've been kind of teasing that past two episodes. No, but let me say this first. Because um, we were sitting at breakfast on Saturday morning, and I was like, hmm, we don't have any topics. So that's when oh, I yeah. reached out on Facebook on, I think I reached out Saturday evening, mm-hmm. Saturday night. You know, ask some of our listeners, you know, to give us some topics. And surprisingly, we got a lot of topics. So we got some topics, you know, probably for the next couple of, next few episodes, probably. We'll try to get to all of them that we can. I know some of them is not really stuff that I'm into. I know we got one about, like, um, Top trending story. topics in hip-hop. And I don't really follow hip-hop now because I don't, I'm just not into it. I'm not into new music for the most part, so that's not really something I can speak on. But besides that one, we got several topics. Shout out to Keisha, Quentin, Taisha, Stacy gave us a lot of topics. So we got some stuff to talk about now. We had a few things that we had lined up to talk about, but we knew it wasn't going to be enough, so that's why we reached out. So just know that we'll be getting to your topics, you know. So if we don't get to them on this one, then we will get to them on future podcasts. So, go ahead. Top stories in hip hop, real quick. Uh, Lupe Fiasco new album is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And that is our hip hop talk. <laughs> <laughs> now this is something I've been teasing. Like I said, it's early in the week, so we haven't really done anything. So, ain't really nothing we can really talk about besides. No, I just worked, and that's pretty much it. You know, <laughs> and you have a headache, so I was being real tired and stuff. But, yeah. uh, this song I've been teasing at when uh, I came across this video. I even showed Latanya the video, and, and when I was watching it, I was like, because I always kept telling myself, you know, you know I do have a, one child, and I won't, you know, Thing I even said this before is like when a marriage ends and you don't see you don't see your child but on the you know, summertime you know where the marriage ended at and whatever age your child was the last time you really spend 24-7 with her you're kind of stuck at that age until you see them again and then it's like when they come back you gotta learn a whole new age is that understandable? Yeah, because you're not there with the, I guess I would call it the steady growth and development. You kind of miss this. Yeah. 
You know, so being this disembodied voice from 13 hours away, you know, my voice still holds weight, but it's still hard. You know, because my daughter want me there. My daughter want to see me. I want to see my daughter. I want to be there for my daughter, you know, for recitals and this, that, and the third, for school events. So, thinking about how, you know, with all that said, thinking about how I'm going to be... You know, when she started getting to that point where she want to go out on a date, when she started being interested in boys. I mean, she already got, like, little crushes here and there, but we're not talking about that. What? <laughs> why, are you, why are you over there smirking? I'm going to just start a little tick marks. That's one. <laughs> That's one what? Go ahead. One what? Go ahead. No, the little tick marks are what? One pinch, no. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. Don't make me tell these people what I'm talking about. <laughs> Please don't. What? Tell them. Who does that? What? Don't eat. I mean, and especially nothing. don't drink carbonated beverages before you about to do the podcast. <laughs> now you got to be burping under your breath. The whole damn podcast, and every time you do it, I'm gonna put this tick mark there, and that's gonna be the number of pictures you gonna get when we get off this podcast. But carry on. I'm talking about my childhood. No. <sighs> Where's that? I don't know. Miss Your birth is distracting. I did. <sighs> so when she start wanting to go out on dates, you know. She start, you know, Philly when guys start getting interested in her, whatever boyfriends I don't kill. You know what I mean? So I'm always thinking about how when I'm how am I going to approach that? And I came across this video on Facebook. And this woman was talking about how shoulder time, how her dad cheating, I guess she didn't realize it at the time, but her dad took her on for her first date. You know took her out to eat, you know, open the car door for her, open the door for her. The only thing I kind of disagreed with, when she was like, he ordered for me, and this, that, and the third. It's like, do you want me to order for you as a woman? Uh, I always think that's weird. Like, you tell me what you want, and I'm like, okay, I'll take this, and she want this. No. Like, <laughs> that's the only part, that's the only thing I found weird, but. Yeah, you know, he, he ordered for me, you know what I mean? He, you know, we talked, we had a conversation, and, you know, we paid for the check, and, you know, uh, we, we was on our way home, and he we stopped in the driveway, my dad looked at me, and I was looking like, what? He's like, tonight was a, was a experience that I wanted you to experience of... What a real man supposed to be like on a date. How a real man supposed to treat you when he take you out. And when she when he was she was saying that I was like, oh shit, that's a good idea. That's something that I want to do. But it still took a turn to where, you know, she said how her dad always been in her life and still is. And he showed her what a man's supposed to be, but she still made that wrong choice. And ended up in an abusive relationship and it was hard for her to get out of it. So it's like, it's like, damn, you know, because we always hear about, you know, fathers not being there and, you know, you always hear about the negative shit of parents not being there and did a child get into some type of abusive relationship 
and you do you start thinking well the parenting must have been fucked up for the child to make these decisions right but this is one of those cases where the parent the dad did everything right but the daughter still made a, a bad choice and ended up in something that was hard for her to get out of and to me that's some crazy ass shit cause it's just like what the fuck I mean that's why I called this topic when raising kids right goes wrong because you can raise your child the best way you know how you can raise your child right your child can grow up in a two parent household you can give them everything that you think they need and most of what they want and it can still go left it's just like a parent or two parents can have several children, raise them all the same. They have the same opportunities and experiences for the most part. And either you can have the situation where all of them turn out good except one, or all of them turn out bad except one. You remember but that? they all grew up in the same household, same experiences, same opportunities, and still somebody gonna do the wrong thing and get in trouble or not go not take the right path you know man that Damon Wayne's joke nah well he's like you can raise two kids give both of both of them equal give them both of them the same amount of time the same amount of food the same amount of attention the same amount of gifts the same amount of everything and won't become a doctor and won't become a crackhead I mean, I still think it's because it's differences with between people, even siblings. I mean, siblings are still going to be different. So, I mean, depending on their personality, their mentality, their strengths, their weaknesses, their self-esteem, I mean, they might take a different path. I mean, it, it, that's just what it is. But the whole basis is of that is like it doesn't matter what you do to a child or what you do for your kids. No, I mean Stuff it matters. Once, yeah, I mean it matters. Like you hope they make. Basically, all parent is parenting is that you hope you taking a chance. You hope your kids make make the right decision. Right, you at the them right time. Show them everything you can. Then you have to hope and or pray. That they go the right way. And it was kind of... I was talking to uh, Envy and her mother yesterday. And it was kind of disturbing what her mother said. It's like... Envy got that I'm going to see for myself attitude. So you can tell her don't do that. It's going to... It's hot. Or it's going to hurt you or something. But she want to do it. And just see what happens. Like she listens. Like she hears you. But she don't want to listen to you. And that kind of bothered me a little bit. And that's not necessarily where her mother is raising them, but I'm just like, there's nothing to me, there's nothing you can do with that. But I mean, she's at the age where she has, she is old enough to have her own thoughts and her own opinion and want to have her own way of doing things and that curiosity like that type of thing. Like I know I'm not supposed to do it, but I want to see what's gonna happen if I do it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just like for somebody to be like, "This is nasty. This food is nasty." Like, did you try to eat such and such? And the person be like, "Oh yeah, I didn't like it." 
Like some people, and you could describe it to them and tell them why you didn't like it. Mm. And for most people, they would just take that and be like, yeah, I'm not going to try that. Mm. But then you got those other people that in their mind, like they got to see for themselves. They got to try it for themselves and make sure that it really is nasty and they're not going to like Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of like that with certain things. And you the opposite. You could never have tried something. You be like, I don't want that. Because I just know what I would like and I know what I wouldn't like. Some stuff I don't have to try. I just know. But that's the world. Actually, honestly, that's not not the same scratch there because you looking at something and be like, somebody saying this is good and you be like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to try it. Have you ever had it before? No. Versus somebody... It's that old... It's that basically old stigma of... What do my parents know? And then you do the shit, but like, oh shit, my parents is right. It's like, why can't kids just listen off of what the parents told you? They told you, look, if you go over here, you go, you gonna hurt your knee. Yeah, what to my mom and dad? No, what do they know? They know I'm not gonna hurt my knee. Ah, they go walk over there, boom. Damn, hurt my knee. It's like, why didn't you listen to me the first time? I didn't think I was going to hurt my knee. If it's not something detrimental, I think sometimes you have to let kids do that. If it's not detrimental, like if it's not going to cause them them great harm or danger, sometimes you got to let a little kid find out on their own when you done sat there and told them something and told them something and they just refused to listen. Sometimes you just got to be like, okay, go ahead and do it. With that little boy with that cocoa powder? Then when they right, let him eat that cocoa powder or the other little boy who, little boy or little girl on the video who thought the onion was an apple. It's not I want to eat it. I want to eat it. It's not an apple. I want to ask not an apple. Well, go ahead and eat it then. Then you eat sitting there eating the onion with your face frowned up because <laughs> you didn't want to fucking listen. So if it's not like detrimental, like if it's something like that, okay. But if it's just like somebody telling you to stop doing something or don't do that, or come do something or I don't know like some things are different now something is just like outright like not listening and disobeying and then I think that's at the point where you need to be getting popped because you're just purposely not listening to what the adult is telling you to do that's Mm -hmm. different yeah I don't I don't understand this see now this right here I'm about to say something that probably will rub you the wrong way. I don't give a fuck. It's going rub me the wrong way? I said people. Oh. Parenting is hard. You know what I mean? It, you you I learn don't think that will rub people the wrong way. I think most people who parents or who are in their kids' lives and are with their kids every day and have been there and done, I don't think that will rub I don't think that will rub them the wrong way. You do realize I was not fitting. I'm sorry, I just had to say that. I don't think that was. I didn't even get to the rubber the wrong way part. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Parenting is hard. Parenting is hard. With that being said, you're learning as you go. You can read those books. That shit. I don't think nobody does. This constant book. People probably read that shit. But you learning as you go. And for me. If you ain't got the right type of mindset, you should not be having a child. You should not be pursuing to have a child. You should not be going fucking hard to have a child if you ain't got the right mindset for this shit. Because I, it's all, yeah, it's all hunky-dory. Yeah, the baby is cute. 
oh, you know, making little baby noises. Oh, that's cute. Watching the walk for the first time. Oh, that's cute. But guess what? Watching the crawl for the first time. That's cute. Now they mobile. Now they getting into stuff. Now they walking. Now they running. And, and you just learn as you go. And that's why I say, that's why I understand when people go so hard about wanting to be a parent. It's like, are you even mentally prepared for this shit? A lot of people aren't. But then they have to get mentally prepared. Are you just, are you mentally prepared just to constantly just be, get out of that shit? What the fuck? Who, you gotta be mentally prepared for that shit. You the only child in the house. Somebody get broke. Who did it? I don't know. You be you 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 do you get you do get you get a bad grade in school. Why you get bad grades? I don't know. Why you punch the little kid in the throat? I don't know. Kids are aggravated. I know that, but most <laughs> I I know that, and I don't have kids. But you know, it's some parents that don't admit that kids are aggravating. Like they might say it, they might have said it before they had kids. I don't know. I ain't finna get in all that. Never mind. Wait till wait till. Like uh, there are reasons why I don't want kids, and that's wait. one of the reasons I can't do it. My mental is not for all of that annoyance and aggravation. I cannot. <laughs> Especially first time parents. So like I said, I'm a first time parent. Like I said, I'm still learning. I'm still going and learning as I'm going. Usually when you have your second child, that's me. Like, okay, I kind of know this shit now. But when you only have one, and that's it. Ooh, kids are gonna work your last motherfucking nerve, and you just ain't going no. You could be like, you know, I could just punt this little motherfucker over the fence somewhere, and nobody never see him again. I'd be cool. <laughs> Just kick the shit out this little kid. But then, what, but you know, that's what that's what people don't like. How can you say that you have a child? Yeah, those are people that make that that say that shit. Those ones ain't got no damn kids. Uh-huh. But but people with kids, they be like, I know exactly what the hell you talking about. Whew, I swear this child to work my last nerve. Whew. And then, like you said, they all cute babies. They start walking around, running around, getting into the stuff. And as soon as as they learn to talk, as soon as they learn to talk back. And as soon as they learn to talk back, the sooner you wish they never learned to talk. But we blessed. We blessed. (laughs) What's that supposed to mean? (sighs) We just watched the movie together. So, (laughs) blessed. I'm blessed, though. No, but, you know... With that being said, like I said, kids are still wonderful, but they will work your fucking nerve every now and again. And I don't see why people still, why certain parents still think that shit is cute to record your kids in Vaseline and flour and paint, tearing up the, tearing up your house. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just child work, just work. They always just take resident on your nerves. But we blessed. We blessed. very blessed. blessed. Very blessed to have <laughs> our, to have our kids. <laughs> but <laughs> people probably don't people are like what the fuck are they talking about? 
We we watch uh, Night School, and yeah. woman hated her kids, but she had to. But we blessed. Mm-hmm. But I'm blessed though. Very blessed to have them. Love my daughter to death. Sometimes I want to just choke slam her ass. You ever want to choke slam a child? See you. See that's the thing. That's why I keep saying that you need a child because you don't understand. I'm good. I don't need no, cause to No, because you look at you look at other people's kids screaming and shit like that. And I'm not with it. But when it's your own child and they that's see you gotta let the child know. Because those child we see screaming at Walmart, those parents that like their ass know that your ass could get fucking fucking super punched, get super socked anywhere and anywhere. It doesn't matter we in public because they won't oh as soon as you get in public or oh, wait till baby Q get older. And he get in public. Oh, they gonna try. Oh, he gonna he gonna try their ass. He gonna try their ass, man. And if Quentin don't poke his ass in the eye, they gonna have hell. I'm good. That's what you need to experience that. No, I don't. You need experience. That's one of them things. (laughs) You know, I said I know what I like and what I don't like. That's one of them things that I already know that I'm not going to like. No, you got to experience it. There ain't no need for me to do that. I'm going to be miserable and I'm going to be angry all the time. And that's not good. So, I already know. I know who I am. You got to know you have to experience it when your child get in public. I don't need to experience that at all. I don't want to go to jail. Fucking kick him in the back of their head. Like, you don't understand. Like, that shit is... That shit is good, and they—that's when they learn that. Oh, oh, damn, mom and dad ain't playing. I'm good. Mm-mm. I'm all right. I'm good on that. But Emmy thought it was cute. Oh, we gonna leave our Walmart. Oh, that she wanna take take off and run, thinking that shit funny. Guess what? Her mom grabbed that. Made her ass stop. Her hair was in a ponytail. Grabbed that damn ponytail. Net went back. Body hit the floor. Start crying. Your ass shouldn't have ran off. You don't understand. Sometimes it's fun working a child because you never know. Like, look, I ain't fucking around. Hey, we're we about to move on to the next topic. So I'm getting too excited about whooping kids. That's why you need to experience it at least one time. I'm good. And we I just don't said, need to. You talking about just experience it one time. So that <laughs> One time for 18 years. Exactly. One time for the rest of my damn life. No, I'm good. Like Envy like said, good. all you got to do is get married have your period and you got a baby. I don't know how that works. Well, but, you know, just get your get your period and you can have a baby, according to Envy. Well, I've been getting my period for many years and I ain't had no baby yet. Well, you're not married yet. See, you gotta be you gotta be married and then have your period. Well, it's kind of weird that her mother told you you gotta be married first, but she ain't, you know what? I ain't getting into yeah, all that. I don't know <laughs> you ain't going to get married how you sex child. But, you know, we're moving on to the next topic. Go ahead, uh, what's the next topic? Okay. <laughs> this is something that I have talked about before, probably with me and you, probably me and my sister. Um, it's something that I feel strongly about. It was one of the topics that that one of my um, cousins, Stacy, um, posted for us to talk about on Facebook. And so the topic is generational curses. What do that mean? Generational curses are anything that's passed down from your ancestors to you that is negative and could be considered a curse because it hasn't been or seemingly cannot be broken. And it can range 
from a number of things to um, nobody in your family graduated from high school. Nobody in your family went to college. Um, none of the women in your family were married. Um, none of the men in your family stuck around and took care of their kids. Nobody in your family were homeowners. Um, yeah, anything like that. And I watch a lot of daytime TV. Most people know I work from home, so I catch the the Maury, the paternity court, the uh, couples court, Steve Wilco show, all of that. You didn't watch that while you licking envelopes? That's what's up. I do not lick envelopes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. <sighs> this nigga done said I lick envelopes because I work at home. You do know it's other jobs working at home besides licking envelopes. <sighs> anyway. Watch a lot of these shows, and I think we just talked about it because I just that you remember it was just on the other day on paternity court with the chick. Basically, she was on there. The dude was denying her baby, but basically, you know, she was one of these people that was all on Facebook talking about looking for the D, looking for who got the good D. Let me know. I'm trying to find out. Then she had a sugar daddy on top of that and was on there bragging about it like it was cool. Yeah, I'm looking for the good D. I'm trying to find out who got it. I'm grown. I'm sexually open. And I'm single and I can do what I want to do. And yeah, I got a sugar daddy and he take care of me and this, this, that, and the third and just thinking that it's cute and all, all of that. All you got to do is send him naked pictures. All I got to do is send him naked pictures. Then in the next breath, she crying and snotting all over the place after she done been thotting all over the place. Talking about how, but I don't want my child to grow up with no daddy because I ain't grow up without, I grew up without my father in my life too. <laughs> Bitch, well break the damn curse. It's a generational curse if you knew how it made you feel. Like it be, I see a lot of shows like this. They grew up with their mama or their daddy, or their daddy wasn't there. They grew up in foster care, so they already know how it feels to be rejected and to have people not there for them, to have their parents not there for them. And then these will be the main ones that's out here putting themselves in situations where they don't know who that, you know what I'm saying? Either where they don't know who their child father is because they're thought and messing with several different dudes at the same time. Or they're choosing a man with the same characteristics, that's about three or four, as their daddy, knowing that he's not going to stick around, knowing that he's going to deny the child. And then here you are wondering why it's happening again because you chose not to break the cycle. You chose not to break the generational curse. So now here comes your child. You don't know who that child's father is. Sometimes the dude on there is the daddy. Sometimes he's not. Then if he's not, then you got to go back through that cycle again. Still trying to find your child's father all the time. You're doing to them what was done to you. Like perfect example of a generational curse. Like, it's like some people don't even realize what's going on. So they don't even know that they should be trying to break it. I never understood how. I understand exactly what you're saying, but I still never understood how come <clears throat> you know what you went through. 
And then you will put your kids together. Yeah, then you have kids and do the same thing that was done to you. Another example, all the women in your family grew up on the system. Everybody lived in the projects. Your great, great, well, whenever it started, I can't say mm-hmm. great, great. Your grandma, your mama, now you, everybody had their kids young as teenagers. And here you come, your mama didn't break the cycle. Now you a pregnant teenager. And you don't break the cycle, then you have a daughter or a son, and now they pregnant or got somebody pregnant. Now you a grandma, you only about 30 years old, 20-something years old. Now you about to be a grandma. Like, you got to break these cycles. Abusive relationship cycles. You seeing your daddy beating your mama. You think it's okay. Your mama didn't teach you nothing different. She stayed and kept getting her ass whooped. She didn't teach you that it was not okay. You the son. You see it. You think it's okay. Your daddy didn't teach you that you shouldn't put your hands on women. So now you get in relationship with women. Now you beating these women or you're the daughter. Now you in relationship with these men and you getting your ass whooped too because nobody showed you nothing different. And it's a generational curse. And it's hard to get out of it. It's hard to get out of it. But when you do get out of it, this is this is the other shit that I I, I hate with a passion. When you do get out of it, or you try to break it, motherfuckers want to call you bougie, or you acting white, or you acting this, you acting that. It's just like, oh, you think you better than everybody? It's like. No, I'm just trying to get myself out of this fucking bullshit that's going on. If you want to be, if you want to have the whole crab in a barrel mentality, like, no, I'm trying to get the fuck up out of this bitch. And see, I always had this idea, this thought, that every generation that comes along, each generation should do a little bit better than the generation before. And sometimes it takes insight and they take self-evaluation. That takes, you know, evaluating your family and your parents. Sometimes it's not going to be good. Sometimes you got to do what you do based on what they didn't do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but well, it's those same people who they're going to try to tear you down because they don't want you. They, they, they're so much in that curse, they so deep in that curse that they want to keep you in this shit too. So if you're trying to pull yourself out of it, if you're trying to be that one person that's going to start that process of making it better. Well, it doesn't matter. You have to, it doesn't matter. You have to be strong enough to break it regardless of what people are going to say. Because the the generation, the next generation should do better than the previous generations before them. Sometimes, like I said, you got to look at what your people didn't do. Sometimes you got to look at what they did right. And sometimes you got to look at what they did wrong. And you got to use that. And you got to learn from that. Like, that's just how it's supposed to be. Like, for me and my sister, our whole thing was our parents never bought a house. They never owned a home. So, for us, that was one of those things. Like, okay, we got to break that. We got to show that this can be done. Because if not, then it will be another generation that didn't own anything. But your generation kind of ended with y'all, though. What you mean? You, you're saying that, you know, you're trying to break up out of that. But if it just ended with you and your sister, how y'all breaking up out of that? 
We did break it because we did it. No, then okay, then generations from now is not gonna have that because you and your sister not gonna. You not having no child. I don't know, know what my sister them gonna do. I ain't got nothing to do with that. They might. They probably will at some point. But it's stuff like that. And like I said, a lot of times people don't even realize that a lot of times the stuff that's going on, people don't see nothing wrong with it. You just come become content. Well, my mammy did it, so it's okay. I'm going to do it too. My great-grandmammy did it, so it's okay. I'm going to do it too. The great-great-grandmammy did it, so we all doing it. It's okay. You saying grandmammy? Mammy. <laughs> So it's like everybody did it coming down the line, so it just becomes normal. But a lot of this normal stuff are these generational curses. As I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna keep reiterating the same shit because it's one of those things, you know. Like I like I just said, I'm gonna keep going back. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna go back. To, I'm just gonna my time. I'm gonna go back to it. Once you be stronger than, like you said, you got to be stronger than people calling you bougie, people talking shit, or probably trying to fight you. Once you get up out of it, you did all that fight, and that goes into what you said now. You have started a family. Now your family's up out of that. So then now when your kid is not going to get raised in that shit that you had to go through. Right, so they wouldn't even see it, so they wouldn't they even might, know. They might know about they it. They might see it a little bit. Yeah. Because of the people that still Yeah, in. because of cousins or whatever. But eventually once you bring yourself out of that, to me, if somebody is smart and somebody is seeing that I w I don't know this is not the place for me and they see you got up out of it, that might motivate them to want to break up out of it. It seems cause the honest, I always say cause I think you even said you even got, you know, DMs about people saying how you was you you inspired them. You know, you got your own house, and all of a sudden, I started seeing a lot of people getting the houses that we both know. And I'm not saying that's say saying it started with you, but it's it's just it's just one of those things where I'd be like, you know, you just see one person doing something, and all of a sudden, but see, it just starts sprouting over see, everybody. That was my whole thing, though. Like that's why I kind of see that as a generational curse because it's one of those things. Like it's not something. I mean, people buy houses every day, be. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, they do. So when my parents didn't do it or thought that they couldn't do it, like, once I got older, I'm like, you know, people buying houses, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it took me a while to get to that point where I could do it, but I'm looking around, like, and then once I started the process, I'm like, okay, this really not that complicated. Like, this can be done. Like, anybody can do this. So it really wasn't like people started doing it once I did it. It's just like... People buy houses. People buy houses every day, B. But it's these some people that think or thought that they couldn't do it, so they never will and they never did. Like, you know that it's probably families of people out here right now where nobody in the family graduated from high school. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. It's high school. And uh, You get free food and you get to be around your friends every day. And nobody graduated from high school. But, you know, you gotta sign up for free food. I mean, I'm just saying it ain't that serious. I'm just saying. But it, it's kind of fucked up the fact that I got laid off because me and you, especially me, 
like I was transitioning into saving more money and we both started transitioning into start talking about fucking stocks and investing like finally get to you know you were definitely at that point already but finally get to a place where just just start thinking about stocks and how people are making money off of stocks and all of a sudden now you start hearing other people talking about it and just like damn this is something that I was going to really go heavy into but I gotta you know if I get called back then I could go you know all systems go but you know once you get all that, once you get the house, once you get all that stuff, get yourself situated house again, get your stuff back up. I like what you did. You graduated from college for the fifth time. It was only the third. Whatever. You're like, okay, you get this job, you get this amazing job, you know, uh, stuff in envelopes. <laughs> and yeah, I definitely bought a house new in that. And, you know, most people, you know, when they get a good paying job, licking stamps, they will go out and buy a car off rip. And you waited, you know what I mean? And you wait and you let, you know, food and paper money built up. <laughs> and then you went and got a house. And then once you got the house, then you let the money build up again. And then you went and got a car. Now we was at that point where we was about to make the money build up again and start trying to invest our damn money into something. Cause we talked about this, how I remember when Bitcoin first came out and I thought how dumb that shit is. That shit sound like you want it's one of those things you never fucking know. I thought that shit was some dumb ass shit. But I mean that's that a, one Bitcoin is worth over six thousand dollars. But that's another thing too. You're talking about the money aspect of it too. But that's another generational curse where people don't know about money. They don't know how to have money, how to save money, what to do with money, mm-hmm. how to invest money. You know, like they just don't know what to do with it. Maybe because heck, they never had any. And then when they do get a little bit, of course, they're going to blow it. So, I mean, that's another one of those things. You What you don't know, you can't do. <laughs> what nobody's never taught you, you can't learn. And that's just one of those things. If you grew up in a household and all you saw was financial struggle all the time, like, you kind of think that's normal. And if there's nobody teaching you any different, or if you don't have a wherewithal yourself, once you get of age to go and learn it on your own, you're going to be stuck in that same cycle, that same paycheck to paycheck, minimum wage job, you know, public housing, food stamp cycle for the rest of your life. Also, look at is is who you're with. Whoever, who you're in a relationship with. I mean, yeah, that can if you're help in a relationship or hurt. With, that's not with the person that don't care about that. You're going to stay where you at. Yeah, I mean, two people who don't know what they're doing, it's not going to work. I mean, it'll work to a certain extent, but you'll never be successful. You'll never be financially stable. Or not even two people don't know what they're doing. It's just... If one person trying to do something, the other person don't, don't care. then yeah, yeah it's, that's, not gonna work. it's not gonna work. If two people don't care or one person don't care, it's still it's still an imbalance. Yeah. 
Well, it's only imbalanced if one person care, but you know, fully, it's fully balanced if somebody don't give a fuck. You, you at full balance are not giving a fuck. But if two people come together and are willing to, you know, make stuff things work and change certain aspects of their life, like it's going to be prosperous. And right now, I'm at the point where I'm like, my daughter's eleven. The legal working age is 14. I got examples of you working when you was 14. Like, Howard working when he was, like, 11. But, you know, that's probably under-table shit. If I talk about, like, official jobs. And you, how you are now with your money. Like, Howard was only 22. How he, or, 20, yeah, 21. How he is with his money. It's like, both of y'all got started working early, getting money early. And did all that dumb shit, you know, about just not saving money early out your system. No, I always save money. Mm-hmm. I always save money. Okay. Like I said, I was the type when I used to work at Target, getting paid every week. I remember that. And it would be like weeks where I would have checks, checks, plural, that I hadn't even cashed. Just checks. Just, you know, because I didn't. But. Learn it from money, you. Basically, course, learn it you know, from I you. You know, I wasn't making a lot of money, but yeah. I, I've always saved money. Well, anyway, basically, learn it from you. And it's helping me to get my daughter to the point where she don't have to go through the shit I went through, you know, when I finally get into the world. And that's the best way. That's the best thing a parent could do. And like I said, I could do all of that. Get her set up, teach her about taxes, teach her about saving, do all this stuff. 52-week challenges, do all of this. Save your five challenges. Like, I could do all of that stuff. But she would still probably make some mistakes. We all do. So in order for a generation curse to be broken... You have to. It has to be broken. Recognize it first by somebody who's want to break it. Yeah, somebody who has recognized it. Like, damn, this is what's going on. This is what has been going on. Like, not only that, it. not only that, it has to be somebody who cares. Because there's probably yeah. people that understand they ain't some fucked up shit, but they like fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just like whatever. But you know, for our listeners with young kids, like. Listen to what we're saying. Start your kids off early. And trust me, you'll be happy about And I mean, shit. before you have kids, I know people. some people don't think about it. Sometimes kids aren't playing. I mean, just say general, even if you don't have kids, just if stuff is not going right in your life and you can't figure out why and you seem to be stuck in some stuff and you can't seem to get out of it, like I said, self-evaluate. Go back and evaluate your family, your parents, your grandparents, and look at that stuff and think about it and, and see, you know, you might be stuck in one of the generational curses and maybe you might have to be the one that's strong enough to break it and get out of it so you don't pass it on to your children and grandchildren. And on that note, we got to move on. <laughs> so we got a, uh, another topic from my cousin Tasha this time. And her question was asking, I might need to find the actual question before I, because I just wrote down a, like a condensed version, but I want to make sure. What's the condensed version that you wrote down? Is this the one? But I think it was more along like how. How to know if somebody's the one? 
So yeah, how long should it take before you know? Ah, I mean, just based off what you just said, I it's really no time limit to that. Because somebody could be the one, but if you're not ready to settle down and commit, you're not going to do anything. You're just going to break up with them. How soon is too soon to know if the person is the right one for you? I mean, I think too soon. Definitely weeks is too soon. (laughs) Probably a few months is too soon. I kind of always want to, I always want to say six months. And it's not necessarily that by six months you should know, but by six months you should know if you want to keep going or not. So by six months, you should know if you want to keep going or not. By six months, you should have been around them enough. You should know and have seen some of their ways and, you know, their actions and their behavior and how they treat you and how they talk to you. You should kind of be getting a feeling if they're really into you or not. You know, how much time are they spending with you? How much are they communicating with you? Stuff like that. So by six months, you should get that idea of, okay, I like him or her, you know, their good traits in my mind outweigh their bad traits. Because keep in mind, nobody is perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. There's going to be something about him or her that you don't like. Not necessarily that you don't like, but little stuff, you know, the annoying that might get on your nerves, you know. (laughs) Excuse me. Stuff like that. But by six months, you should know if you want to move on. You get to a year. You should move on. Yeah, you want to know, you know, if you want to be still keep talking to them or if you want to move on, like, mm, this ain't really working. You know, it's more stuff about them that I don't like than I like. Now, I want to say by, at least by a year, you should know if you want to move on and make it official, if that's what you mean by them being the one, the one as in somebody who you want to build a relationship with and settle down with, you should know. I would not let anybody stream me alone longer than a year as far as, okay, let's make this official. We ain't going a year. Right, I'm just saying that's the that's the time limit. No longer than a year. That's why I'm saying um, six months. Then if that's six months, if y'all want to make it official, that's fine, but I wouldn't wait no longer than a year for somebody to decide whether they want to be with me and make this official and say, okay, we're in a relationship now. We got to do this. At three months... You don't, you don't, I say you know them, but you don't really know them. No. My whole thing is this right here. To me, it's like the weekend trips. If you tell, if you go over to spend time doing the weekend, not just going over to you go at home, I mean, you stay. Yeah, you go out places, you go on trips, you go on overnight trips, you go out in public and do stuff, and you know, you be around them because you get more of who they are. Yeah. being out with them and going places with them and spending time outside of the house with them than you do just sitting in the house all the time. Like, I think that's a necessary thing to do. So, it's hard to kind of put a time limit on it. You just kind of got to use your own discernment and, like, your own common sense. You know, you got to see the signs, recognize the signs, make sure there's not any obvious red flags. Please, ladies, gentlemen, do not ignore the fucking red flags. The red flags are there for a reason. If they're there and you think something is not right, especially if it's something that's constantly happening and the red light keep flashing, don't ignore it because it's probably something. 
And Tulsa too is how was it after after y'all had a big ass argument? And how often are the arguments? You yeah. know, you always say that. How often, when the last time have you argued? How if often you, you argue? If you ask somebody when the last time you argue, and they really got to sit there and just put on the whole thinking man statue, like, <laughs> God, that was that one. No, nah, that, that was just a discussion. No, nah, it was that one time. No, nah, no, nah, we ain't really argue. We just, we laugh. Like, if you if you doing that shit, you can't remember the last time, like, y'all had a major argument. I think like shit. That might be the one. But it's also still too how they treat you. Mm-hmm. But if you if you back, man, like when the last time argument? Oh man, that shit was like yo know, yesterday. Okay, and, be, and before that, that last before week. That, yeah, <laughs> and that's a lot. And when the last time before that? I mean, we lost like twice last week, so you know. Yeah, it might. It might still need to work out a few things. To me, always I look at to me I look at that more of a relationship. You want to take it to the next level as far as like proposing or something, but it's still you know even before you start talking like y'all gonna have a disagreement. It's how y'all handle that disagreement. Are you whatever what's being said in the argument? To me, if y'all handle that, y'all can get past that. Then you can start looking at this fight. Person might be the one. Yeah. So that was that was what. We got one more. Do you want to talk about one more? I don't think we can spend the last five minutes kind of wrapping up. Well, we got about 15 minutes according to my. It's only 7.43. Oh. So we got 18 minutes. Okay, so what's the the next one? Hopefully, we answered your question about is this the one? How long does it take to know? Hopefully, we gave you a little insight on that. Hopefully, that helped. How they treat you. Yeah. When they get comfortable. When they get comfortable. Once everybody comfortable level go up. And bring them around somebody. Bring them around. Even if it's just one close person or family member that you can trust. Bring them around somebody and let the person meet that person. You know what I'm saying? Let somebody else. I think that. I just think that's very important. I could never be with somebody, date somebody. Like, I always like to bring people around that I was talking to so that my friends could get an impression of them. Like, to me, that's important. I know that's not important to some people, but if you're kind of wondering and you kind of want a second opinion, sometimes you got to bring them around somebody because, I mean, just telling somebody about the person mm-hmm. might not really get the full picture. So, bring them around somebody. Yeah, how they handle that first get-together yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, or you, you know, you meet their sister and you wonder why they smile so damn much. And you think there's something wrong with them. Because all they do is smile. <laughs> That's what I thought. Literally, when I first met your sister, I was like, this motherfucker just, she's just smiling all the damn time. Just, <laughs> she can't be that damn happy. I go, anyway, moving on to the next thing. Okay. This next topic was from my cousin Keisha. It was about handling breakups, the positives, and the negatives. <sighs> Um, Some people wait, handle breakups really badly. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, we will have to take a pause real quick. If we don't take this pause, then this shit gonna shut the fuck off. <laughs> okay. We don't want that. So we gonna take a pause and we gonna get back right at y'all in a second.
Alright, back, we back. And you said your cousin Keisha wasn't there in the hoop? Handling breakups and positives and negatives. And like I said, some people handle breakups really bad. You won't? Oh, okay. You won't, <laughs> let, me go. Oh, let me start. You don't start on the last two, taking on the whole damn podcast. You have handling a breakup. That's about about seven. Huh? What? Go ahead. S- seven? Seven what? Go ahead. We ain't got time. My show's coming on at 8 o'clock. Let's go. Handling a breakup. It, depends, it always depends on what type of breakup are you handling. If it's just a few months, whatever. Move the fuck on. Keep it moving. Six months, eh, whatever. Once you start getting to like years... That's when they're hard. Yeah, but that's still, when it's harder. That's when you have to take time. Always say this: you have to take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot break up with somebody after being there for years, boyfriend and girlfriend, a, a separation before a divorce, whatever. You have to take time to yourself to heal, to uh, reflect on the path, the, the old relationship. And you have to take accountability. This is what I did wrong. This is what they did wrong. This is how I can improve myself. This is the stuff I need to look at to make sure I approve from that person that I just broke up with or just broke up with me. So I don't take this baggage and I don't take the the negative shit that I did to this person into a new relationship. If you can't do that, you just gonna have bad relationship after another because you're not healing from the last person. You're just carrying that shit over to somebody new. And if you don't take time for yourself and to be with yourself and be single for a while, to me, in my personal opinion, the next relationship is not going to work. You have to take time for yourself to heal. It's going to be hard. Not it's not gonna be easy. You have to take time to yourself to look at what went wrong and how can you fix it. I agree. But I mean, then you got those people that refuse to, like, let go. Like, they can't really get to the breakup part. Can you still drinking that? We ain't got time. Keep going. Still, they can't get to the actual breakup part because they still be trying to hold on to the relationship and that's hurting them more than the actual breakup is going to hurt. Like, if you would just let go. Like, sometimes, like, sometimes breaking up is freedom. It's like a relief. It's like that sigh of, oh, my God, this shit is over. I ain't got to worry about this motherfucker no more. Like, this motherfucker been dragging me down. He got me all fucked up mentally. And now that he's gone... I can get myself big and I can move on. Like, people be thinking that they can't move on. They can't live without the person. But, woo, look at you. When you finally get over and you so much down the line, like, look at you living in shit. If you would just move on. Sometimes you just got to let go. And like you said, I know it's hard, but sometimes it's relief and it's joy and it's beauty in that letting go. No, those are people that don't let go. It's the same people that can't take time to heal. So yeah, they just, they, they just jump into the right. shit. Jump into the next year and then jump into people that's just like the same person that they broke up with. 
trying to chase that original feeling that they got with the previous person when they first started talking to them, ignoring what they turned into after the fact that led to the breakup. You make it sound like it's a drug, but in some cases, it might kind of seem like that. That's I watched a video about that. I'm pretty sure it was Ace, Ace Metaphor that toxic relationships are like drugs. You think you love the person, but it's not really love. It's that you're addicted to the person, and the person is toxic, and it's like a drug, and you can't let it go. I found a title for this episode. What? A relationship crack. <laughs> And I mean, then you got some people who handle relationships relatively well. Like, they kind of just move on, you know. Like I said, the relationship is like a sigh of relief. It's a breath breath of fresh air. And now you're free. And you can just move on. And I mean, for the most part, when you see them, they're not typically sad or anything. And they just... You know, keep it moving. But it's like you said, it kind of depends on the length of time. I did want to go back to that because you do have these people that's been with people for like three months, six months, and they acting like they done been with the person for 50 or 60 years. Like, bitch or nigga. If you don't put on your big girl drawers or your grown men boxes and man up or woman the fuck up and move on, it ain't that serious, boo. Y'all ain't been together for that long for you to be all toe up. What, what? Three months? Six months? Last dude I talked to for six months, it didn't work out. It was over. It's done. I ain't try to be back with him. He ain't try to be back with me. His number was out of my phone. He was deleted from Facebook, and it was over. When? How long did it take you to delete the number and delete the Facebook? Immediately. Immediately, like? Like how immediately? Immediately. Once we had the last argument, the last, it's over. This ain't going nowhere. I'm not finna waste my time. Done. So as you never went back and looked them up, try to so find as them or you nothing. Talking to him, arguing in his face, you just deleting shit. I mean, we were on the phone. I'm pretty oh. sure once we were off the phone, number out of my phone, you removed from my Facebook. Done. Out of, sight, out of mind. Right. And people don't understand that either. If you keep the person around, how you gonna ever get off them? Oh, we just gonna be friends. No, I don't play that. Mm-mm. Friends, Nick. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> more never... like, more like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep tabs on them. Right. I ain't never understood that. We not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like friends for what? Like I think I tried that. Not necessarily like be friends or be friends, Facebook friends with people that I used to talk to or whatever. And then I would see them talking to other people, and I'd be like, you know what? No, I can't do this. Delete. But some people can't do that. Because they have to be in a relationship. Don't know why. So you just constantly keep bouncing around from relationship to relationship. Filling yourself on that relationship meth. And just like... Like, like what, are, what are you chasing? it's good to break up. Sometimes, like I said, it's that breath of fresh air so you can get your mind back. So you can get your peace back. So you can get your joy and happiness and your life back. 
sometimes it's good when it's like one of them toxic, you know it's not, it don't matter how long you've been together. Like I said, I was with my ex for six years. It got to the point like, okay, this ain't going nowhere. It was six years. Like some people would say, well, you was together for six years. Why didn't you just stay and try to work it out? No, because it's not going to work out. And it was that breath of fresh air like, whoo, it's over. I can move on. I can get my life back. I can get my mind, my peace, my joy, my happiness back. And then eventually I can find somebody else. Do you think it might be a better name? Like, I think, I think you, you said uh, of you constantly just keep constantly just keep getting into relationships just to you said just to have that feeling of being with somebody new or whatever. Or trying to chase the feeling of the so, person that you were with, the ex, the feeling that he gave you at first before it all went wrong. So people wasting what you're saying is that people are addicted to the honeymoon stage. Yeah. And it's like a drug. You're chasing it. You're trying to get it back. So even if it's with that same person, you're like, well, they treated me so good at first. You know what happened? If I could just get him or her to go back to treating me how they were treating me before, I just got to hold on and hope and pray that they go back to treating me how they were treating me in the beginning. So then you just you just got a constant relationships of beginnings that don't ever work they out. Don't never get anywhere, right? The honeymoon addiction. Yeah, that's some. I gotta look up and see if that's some real shit. If not, okay, we about to fucking trademark the hell out that shit. But this has been. I hope we answer the key answer the question, Keisha. I mean, it was more of just a topic than a question. Yeah. It's something to talk about. But sometimes, too, you can also take time to heal. But for some reason, well, everybody can take time to heal. You've just been single for a while. And you get to something new and kind of still fuck it up because you didn't really heal. you just been single for well, a while. Well, we need to hold the healing anyway because healing is actually one of the topics that's on our list. So we kind of need to put a pin in there and hold it anyway because we can talk about healing for a lot of different things besides relationships. Okay, but we're about to go ahead and wrap this up. This has been episode nine of Real Talk with Tanya and Ron. So I'm about to go ahead and end this podcast and run out the room because the Tanya's probably about to chase me down and pinch me for burping during the podcast. So I will talk to all of y'all next week and and uh and, uh, let me go ahead and, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna pitch you now. Come in this. Alright, so that's the end of the episode. I'm about to do it. Sorry, so when you done, just hit the red button. Okay? <laughs> Bye, y'all.